Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thanks for joining me for our weekend edition. If you're new around here, our weekend edition is simply when we go back in time to a successful student interview, one of our proven Amazon course students who's building a beautiful business, and we break down some of the best lessons and best moments from that interview. Because if you're like me, Saturday is the sixth day of the week, meaning, hey, it's another work day. Some of us work six, rest one. That's what God did when he created everything. So a lot of us follow that same model. I know I do. And Saturdays are quite often a day where you can grow your business, continue working on your business. And if that's you, we want you to take along our weekend updates. Well, today's episode is going to be one, like I said, where we interview a recently successful student. Maybe it's an episode that you missed and that sort of thing we'll get to in just a moment. Thanks for the feedback, by the way, if you've been listening to our weekend updates, we really appreciate that. But we've got some big news. Here we are kicking off summer of 2023 as I'm recording this, and we've just launched a great new product that I want to tell you about. You can go to Proven Bot Sourcing and see all about it, as well as you can listen to the recent podcast episode where we really dove in and discussed this. It was podcast episode number 647, located not too far back in time before this episode that you're listening to now. Provenbotsourcing.com is a new strategy for scraping virtually any retail website and finding potentially incredible replan inventory to help you in your Amazon business. We've really broken it down. It's brand new content, stuff that's never been taught anywhere before. Yeah, there's some tools you might recognize in the mix, but there's a lot of new elements. I don't care how deep you've dug into replans. You have not seen the details that we've uncovered before. It took us months to test this. So go check it out at provenbotsourcing.com. That's the only announcement I'm going to drop on you for now, except one last little tiny mention. Our conference is coming up July 6th through 8th. Plan on being there. Theprovenconference.com has all details. VIP tickets are almost sold out. We're expecting about 600 plus people to descend on Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th. That's listeners to this podcast. We'd love to have you there. We've got over 40 breakout sessions with the great coaches and success stories from our podcast. You're going to absolutely love it. If you can't be there in person, check out the live stream option. Very inexpensive. It gets you all of the event recordings as well as live interaction during the event with everyone who's there. Very inexpensive. Go check it out. Theprovenconference.com. We'd love to see you join us. Hey, let's enjoy today's weekend update. Here we go. So our, our Amazon business, we, we then it was time to go. And so we had to start going and we had signed up and started an Amazon account previously. And as a newbie that maybe is trying to get into it, don't let your account account go deactivated because... If you set um, it up and don't do anything, they deactivate. You just let yeah. it sit. Yeah. So was that a struggle getting it restarted again? Yeah. We had to, you know, we had to set up an appointment and because we were ready to go. And so we went, you know, we ran down to Walmart and bought the stuff that we could, we found a few things that we could sell and we were so ready and so excited. And then we get back and go to open up our account and we had to get verified. And so we had to wait two weeks. Wait, yeah, it was almost two weeks to set up an appointment. And then we had to do a video call and they had to look at your ID. 
Yeah. All the things. It felt very nerve-wracking. We didn't, they wanted you to have all these documents. It really was not as big of a deal as we made it up to be right. in our head. Yep. Those little things that when you're new, they do feel like these huge mountains, you know, yeah. to over. <laughs> that's the exact <laughs> imagery I use. The, these these little molehills in the rearview mirror feel like mountains when they're in your oh. windshield coming at you, right? And just getting set up. Yeah, Amazon takes that process very seriously of verifying the identity of new sellers now. And that's how they weed out a lot of the bad actors is make sure they're dealing with real people, not setting up fake spam accounts and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so you guys got through that process and... and uh, mm-hmm. And then you start picking up some momentum from there, it sounds like. Do you mind if we take a pause right here so I can keep everyone up to speed who might be hearing and not understand what it is you just said? When you send in, especially you feel it when you send in your first shipment, especially if you're getting started around Q4, the last three months of the year when everything kind of slows down at Amazon. It takes Amazon time to receive your box of product, open it up, verify what it is, count it decide what warehouse they want to stick it in, which means maybe shipping it somewhere else. It can take, you know, the longest I've ever heard of is six weeks for your product that you've sent in to actually be up for sale in front of customers if you go the FBA route. And you guys were doing that, you know, November, really busy shopping season. Amazon's a little understaffed. It takes two, three weeks at times, maybe even more. But if you want to ship this stuff yourself directly to a customer, merchant fulfill or FBM, we call it, as opposed to FBA, FBM, Fulfillment by Merchant. You can put it up for sale. We hear stories of people standing in the checkout line at a store buying hot products. And before they've even paid for them in their shopping cart, they're selling to customers on Amazon. So they get them home and ship them out that day. Just like if you were selling it on eBay, you're the one that does the shipping. So you guys found some hot Christmas items. And yeah, had you sent those in early December, they wouldn't even have been available for sale for two or three weeks. And I mean, we're at Christmas now. It's too late. But you merchant fulfilled those. And I, I love hearing the, the creativity of, of what you guys pulled off there. And so you, you got some decent results mm-hmm. pretty fast. I mean, you guys, you, you got laid off in October. You guys got serious about it towards the end of October. Here we are. November is kind of the learning curve month. And you start to send some stuff in. You start to see some results. You know, I want to hear about some of the successes or maybe some of the failures too, because we've all had those those failures. I mean, my list is super long of the things I've tried that have failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that I finally found something I can rely on. But you know, yeah. talk us through that from your vantage point. Okay, yeah. Well, so I I definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit. I've been working and doing things, selling things, probably since I couldn't talk. I don't know, but you know, and as an adult, I. Once we started having kids, I I really wanted to be home. I worked at a spa and a salon, so you know I worked part time until I realized I just couldn't anymore. Once we had our third, and so and I wanted to be home, so I had you know an Etsy business and then you know selling handmade things, but that is so time consuming. So I I was introduced to a, you know a direct sales multi level marketing company. Actually, I think I had kind of dabbled in a few. Previously, I've done a total of seven. So it's I, I added it up once and I was like, wow. Um, the majority of my time I spent five years with one. I don't know if you want me to say names or anything, but I, probably I best if we don't. <laughs> it's probably not necessary. Um so people who are, you know, anybody who watches this will know some of the things they did because you know you post on social media. But sure. anyway, so I just I, it was appealing because I wanted to stay home. I could do it from home and it, you know, and with each one, it you know, there's a lot of 
regrets that I have, not really regrets, but mostly what I've come to is that everything, you know, I gained experience and not, not regrets. That wasn't the right word. Just looking back, like if I had been introduced to something like we're doing now, you know, just, I feel like it was a lot of wasted time, but then I reframed my mindset of it's not wasted time because everything I did brought me to where we are today. And it's just part of Part of my experience. I, Jim Rohn, um, it, I, yeah, Jim Rohn says, cool. you can focus on the loss or you can focus on the lesson. Ultimately, those were lessons learned and they're valuable lessons and relationships. I'm sure there's still some great friends yeah. you've made oh, through yeah. the business. But Definitely. there's something about having your own business. This is our business. This is our thing. Uh, versus being part of that structure and having to be a, a cheerleader for... Yes. Something that's benefiting the people above you and below you and the, the whole network. Because I did three or four of those, you know. It's mm-hmm. been 20 years since I touched any of them. And I mean, I'm pitched these all the time. I mean, you can imagine a guy that's got a podcast with 120,000 downloads uh, a month, listeners on iTunes. And oh, wow. like, oh, dude, you could get such a great downline, right? I'm approached constantly. Okay. But when I look at it through the lens of what's the experience going to be ultimately for the majority of the people that I expose this to, just the whole industry doesn't have a great track record. Am I saying there's no good ones out there? No. Am I saying it's a bad idea? Not necessarily. But I would rather use my influence to help people launch their own thing. Yes. I'm all in on that. They own it. It's just them. Sink or swim based on your work. And then put you in a community of other people doing the same thing. But there's no downline. There's no structure. There's no people above you, below you getting paid for the work that you're doing. It's Mm -hmm. your business. So yeah, I, I can appreciate that. And I'm very familiar. And there's some some of the best training, sales training and business training is in those companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not a fan of the model. Just, right. just not. And it, I lost that about 20 years ago after kind of going through three. And most of them end up closing their doors suddenly and surprisingly. Yeah. Leaving the whole bottom half of the structure kind of wondering what just happened. <laughs> it happens too often. I know. Yeah. And on on that note, I mean, all those points, like, you know, great training, great people. And I really, you know, I would always get to a point in my business that I couldn't ever get people to the point where I was. And I wasn't ever like the top of the company. And at one point I was the top 2%, but I wasn't making very much money. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this is the top 2%. Like this is just, I mean, I don't know. So, but I couldn't help people, you know, even make $500 a month or a thousand. And it was like, and I, the more my organization grew, the more I was working, but the less I was making time-wise, you know? And so yeah. this stuff making sense and I got burnt out and then I joined another one. And then <laughs> I thought, well, if I start a new one, it'll be different. And in the beginning, they have all these flashy bonuses. Like if you do this in the first three months, you get a $10,000 bonus or whatever. So I, in 2021, you know, we, we'd heard about the podcast, we'd been listening and I was like, I was with a business, but I wasn't ready to let it go because it was what I knew. And I, like you said, the onboarding and the learning curve of something new is a very, you know, a period of intense focused effort um, and energy. And so I just, I wasn't ready for that. And he was working and we weren't in need. Like we, we had dreams and goals that we wanted to get to, but it wasn't like we were desperate. Got pregnant in 2021. And I was like, we need to get this going. You know, that would be so awesome to have you home by the time the baby gets here. And then I had decided to leave the company that I was with. I just with homeschooling and a new baby coming. It was it was time for me just to step back altogether and just focus, you know. And I said, you know, when we get Amazon going, that's something that we can do together. And that was kind of 
our plan and it got sped up, but our plan was to work it slowly, you know, and have him retire and go part-time. And then, then it just was like, well, I guess we're just diving in. The October surprise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the the October surprise. (laughs) And, and, you know, and it just, the timing of it, it, it didn't feel ideal at first, but it was really what we needed. And having the extra time with him, you know, just, you know, he was working some jobs, you know, here and there, but having the extra time with him home, as a family and then to focus on the business because it was a very, you know, intense period in that first few months. I mean, we're still really focused on it, but yeah. It doesn't feel as overwhelming. You know, like at times it definitely was, you know, felt overwhelming because it's new and we didn't know anything. We didn't know the lingo. There's all these words that, you know, we've listened to the podcast. And now when I hear them, I just know it for a long time. I was like, what does that one mean? But I love how you go back and you always explain it. So that's really helpful for... Oh, thank you for saying that. Because I, I do get feedback sometimes from people like, Jim, do you really have to explain what yeah. FBA is all the time and what, you know, what TIPA yeah. is? And you know, for listeners who've heard 250 episodes, it can, it can get a little redundant. Yeah. But I always have in mind... You know, this, I think this is from coming from a, a pastor's house. You know, my dad was a pastor and, and I would hear him you know, and being part of different churches the saying is, if you haven't said it 40 times yet, you haven't said it. <laughs> Meaning, if you think you can say it once and everyone's going to hear you, that's not how this thing works, man. The important things get repeated and you've got to be newbie friendly. You got to keep in mind, there's people who have never been around before. And so I try to always wear that hat of listening as if this was the first podcast episode anyone had ever heard and explain those acronyms, like you said, as frequently as I can. So, so thank you for... <laughs> for giving me some uh, some recognition on that because it's not easy to do to to say these things literally hundreds of times in some cases. But if it's the first time someone hears it, that can be very meaningful. Yeah, and I'm glad it was for you as well. That's to me, it feels like a lot of people step away from a career because they feel like they're on a hamster wheel, not going anywhere, and they they launch their own business, and it feels like the same thing. It's a wheel. It's just mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember a friend who was making these Etsy products, very detailed and very. Time consuming. It took you know 20, 25 hours to get each one of these ready. And they were making some money, but they couldn't keep up with the orders. And they were just like, I, I it's a grind. I've mm-hmm. bought myself a job. I can't teach anyone else to do this. It's my craft. And, and this is as high as I'll ever go. But the thing about this business model is every single piece of it can be automated. You can put a good person in place. You can step to that next level. And it's a leadership journey. It's not going from one hamster wheel to another. It's a leadership journey journey is what you're really on at this point. And, and that's why we love this model so much is one of the reasons. Each new level is just it's another step in your leadership journey towards having a team. And maybe you do some consulting, maybe you do some coaching, your time gets freer as you're making more money. It's the beautiful part of it. Yeah. Those are those are all the things that were really appealing. And we saw that immediately. You know, we could see that in our friends who introduced us. We've been kind of checking in with them and they would tell us how it's going and you know, we've we've mentioned it to a few people locally here. His sister actually set up her account and sent him her first shipment in like a week, two weeks, I don't know. And then her third weekend got her first sale. So it was like... That's awesome. Yeah, she's one of those cool. people that like, go get yeah. it, make it happen we kind of thing. Right? The whole time. We kept telling her, once you have time to look into this, you need to. And she just took it and ran with it. So and we oh, have another great. here who's doing it as well. And so just, you know, that loving to be able to give somebody an option to, you know have something, you know, teach, teach a man to fish, if you will, but and, I... And the fact that there's no benefit to us. Right. That, yes. That's the biggest that, thing is that, that is we can point. give the opportunity to, you know, my sister or our friend that was needing us. something. We're not We're making any money off of them doing yeah. anything. 
It's yeah. giving them the legitimate opportunity to change their family and to change the, you know, to change the trajectory of their life forever. That yes. And, you, and you're not you charging know. money. It's like, hey, get in my downline. It sounds so self-serving. And it, you know, you feel kind of almost awkward. Like I'm putting my friendships at risk here doing this. That's kind of how it felt. Like not on purpose, but they teach you that every single person you come into contact with, you know, you got to share your opportunity. And it felt very disingenuine. I really struggled. Like I just, yeah, I just was, it was very freeing to be able to let that go. And now I don't have to share my business with people. And whereas before I felt like, how do I work in sharing what I do? Yeah. Oh, I love that story about your cat. Hey, let's talk about my network marketing business. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind I of awkward. Like, where do you... I tried to do that. I tried to make it, a, you know... Oh, sure. I, I remember navigating that. I remember but, myself navigating that, that yeah. exact type of... like. You know, I got to be making new friends so I can tell them about the business. Does that make me disingenuous somehow? Does that make me yeah. not a good a friend? That's my intention. I mean, what are my intentions here? Questioning your own intentions constantly. I remember that. Yeah, it's exhausting. So I'd encourage you guys to document some of this. I don't know how much journaling you do. I don't do as much as I need no. to. I, I do a fair amount. But... Well, I, I know you, you've mentioned it a few times. And even the one I listened to of the firefighter guy, and you guys were talking yeah, about Ted that. recently. I love that one. That one was, was really... I love all of them. Every day, I'm like, did you listen to... This? Sometimes we listen together, sometimes we don't. And I feel like every time I'm like, I love that one. I love that one. I love their story. So I don't know. But I, and that is something mentally I've been kind of made a note of is starting to journal. So we haven't, but it's definitely something yeah, we just, will be. Just to encourage you guys. It's, and you will make more money more, more quickly if you journal. It's a fact. It's one of the most powerful things you can do is just kind of document the journey and have your kids even make note of the family dynamic and... You know, what do you guys think of now that dad's home? And I'm sure you guys have these kind of conversations, but just you know, document that stage of the journey and how it's impacting them and how they're involved in the business. Because I look back now on those little things that we did involving the kids back when the only thing they could really do to contribute was to slap little frog stickers on each box or whatever. Like, okay, they have an important job for you. All those boxes need frog stickers. You know, and like how many frog stickers, daddy? And like, okay, and just, but that's that practice of they weren't really contributing any value, but they were getting used to the process of our family serves others by doing this work. Mm-hmm. And they step into bigger roles. And suddenly that kid who was you know, this big just a few years ago is now helping run our warehouse. And mm-hmm. it's, he he's, loves it. You know, so there's little steps along the journey, just documenting them and enjoying them as a family. It sounds like you guys enjoy the journey quite a bit together. So kudos to you for that. But my job is to coach you further, uh, you know, encourage you. I would say, for some reason, I felt prompted just, man, you guys need to document this journey. It's going to benefit not only your family, but I think a lot of others as well. Because I very naturally, when I see someone at the start of a success journey, I know that the next phases will be new leadership roles on stage, creating content, presenting, sharing how this business has changed your family dynamic. You know, it improved our marriage, improved our relationships with our kids. We have new friends and you know, documenting that and sharing that. We're not in network marketing anymore, but sharing the journey is every bit as much important because we are really fighting against the culture that pushes against a lot of these things and says yeah. it can't be done. They tell us as dads, Brett, you know, hey, you can't be a good provider and a good husband and a good dad. You kind of got to pick one or two of those. You can't have all three. It's impossible. It'll never happen. We're saying, no, we're, we're going to do all three. 
uh, and I'm going to do it well. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be available. I'm going to build a great business. My kids are going to be part of it. I'm going to have a great relationship with my spouse. I'm going to make those things happen. Uh, our culture needs to hear from, from guys like us mm-hmm. that are doing it and for families that are doing it like we are. How's it going? Yeah. So our first uh, kind of main sourcing is the advanced keeper training. That was an absolute mind-blowing game changer for us to be able to take all of that data and get all of the information. And then, you know, we're going through and, you know, we'd, we'd make these lists and try and narrow them down. And, well, maybe we should, you know, change the settings here and change the settings there. And so we've been playing around with that and doing the, the you know, storefront stocking. We're also looking, if we find a brand that we like, something that we know that we can, that we can get, then we'll, we can, you can search by brand. And then you you know, filter out all the, you know, all the criteria that you want and try and find something that's moving good for a good price. And so we've been doing a lot of that. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll pull a, a whole sheet full of ASINs to check and we start going through it. When I have time to sit down, I'll source through as much as I can and then I'll highlight where I left off. And then she can come in and pick up wherever I left off. And then our 13 year old son, he'll come in when he's done with his homework. He comes in here and he loves to just sit down right, and source. Between, he tries to sneak in. And yeah. And so it's, you know, teaching him, well, it's teaching that all of our kids that we are doing something all together that is going to change our life. We talk all the time about when we get, you know, to the point of, you know, X, whatever, you know, when we're at a point where we can go on a road trip, we, you know, but we have to get our business there you know, to, to start, you know, doing more online. We did, we went through OA Simplified, which another mind blowing game changer. <laughs> and so we really, we really want to get into tactical and that's our next goal right now is to, is to get into tactical arbitrage and learn it and get, get to where we can use it effectively. And then, you know, at that point is I, where we think is, where we'll probably start looking for a VA to start doing some of that for us. Yeah. And, you know, utilizing a prep center. And, you know, so we're teaching our kids all of these things about running a business and, you know, we're, we're grinding it out right now. We're, we're working hard and, you know, sometimes we're up late at night and sometimes we're running boxes out at, you know, we've got to get to this to, you know, to go drop it off at Staples before they close at nine o'clock because we got to get the shipment out. And yeah, so we're just, we're, we're pushing as, as hard as we can and, and trying to get, going as fast as we can, but also knowing that it's going to take some time and that we're not going as fast as other people. And sometimes we get caught up on somebody that, oh man, my second month I did 20,000 and you're going, what the, how in the world, you know? And, but, you know, I think that, you know, we're super happy with where we're at to start off. I mean, $3,000 in in our first month is, I mean, it's, Unbelievable. That was with yeah. two VA shipments sent in, one at the end of November, one in December, and then just the merchant fulfilled too. Yeah. So that was, and we were wanting to double in January, but I later realized I would have had to send, we would have had to send in more in December because of the time it takes for them to get it on the shelves. Right. So we did send in six shipments in January, right? Yeah. yeah, six. And some of them still haven't hit the shelves yet, but January. We did about 3,200. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, you guys are on a great trajectory. 
Hey, sorry for the interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a second, but I wanted to throw in a quick reminder about our fantastic sponsor, Payoneer. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R. Payoneer.com slash funding. Up to $750,000 without a credit check. If you're an Amazon or Walmart seller, great terms. Go check out what they have to offer our community. If you're trying to grow your business and the thing holding you back is capital, they're a great place to look to solve that problem fast. Very flexible repayment terms as well, which is super cool. Payoneer.com. Check them out, guys. Back to the show. And we were wanting to double in January, but I later realized I would have had to send, we would have had to send in more in December because of the time it takes for them to get it on the shelves. Right. So we did send in six shipments in January, right? Yeah, yeah six. And some of them still haven't hit the shelves yet, but January we did about 3,200. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, you guys are on a great trajectory. Yeah. So the, the switch on that was that we had, you know, and it's not that it was a, it was a false number or a false sense of success because it was incredible success, especially with the margins that we had on some mm-hmm. of those items. But what January we did a, a little bit higher. But still about three thousand, but it was almost all FBA. Mm-hmm. Right. So we didn't have to. We sh- we touched it once. We yeah. we got it and shipped it in, and so that was really cool. And really seeing that this this is working, that it it's happening, and it's it, all the things are happening the way that they're supposed to happen, and things get shipped out when they're supposed to go out, and we didn't have to physically do it, which is you know it, it, the the proof of concept and. Yeah. You know the reassurance, but now it's just worked. <laughs> okay, well now we're going to send in two shipments a week. Yeah, our goal for January and... was one a week. Now it's two a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you'll be at daily shipments before long. And like you said, using a prep center, using a virtual assistant to help you find more inventory. You you guys, I love that term, proof of concept. So few businesses ever get to that point where they have that celebration of, yeah, all we have to do now is scale. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like this works. Add some commas and zeros. The system works exactly the same. You've got proof of concept. More money in equals more money out. More shipments equals more net profits at the end of the month. It's just a matter of how fast can we find more replens. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go back and just make sure we didn't leave anyone behind, like I did for you guys when you were new around here. <laughs> we talked about the advanced keep it training, which I have some exciting news as we're recording this today. It launches tomorrow. So by the time this podcast episode comes out, there will be advanced keep a, new advanced keep a strategies. I'll send it to you guys. Just shoot me a quick text. We, we were corresponding by text today before we started, and I'll get you guys in no cost. Okay, for this advanced keep a training part two. Thank you. If you guys liked advanced keep a training part one, which is it sounds like you've used quite a bit to find what you've done so far, there's nine new strategies being added into that content. ProvenAmazonCourse.com/slash/keepa is the shortcut link. By the time this episode goes live, people can visit there and go grab it. If you're a proven Amazon course student, you get a huge discount. My guest today, you guys get it free, obviously, like I said, but that's nine new strategies. So the one that you talked about earlier, the storefront stalking, the kind of combing through, looking for opportunity. We go step-by-step. Brian Olson and Rob and his wife, they do a great job giving us nine new, equally powerful, really cool strategies. You guys are going to love that. And you talked about the OA Simplified as well. I just want to make sure people realize that 
the course that's sold at OA Simplified, as in online arbitrage simplified.com. It's part of the proven Amazon course now. It's one of the modules included inside the collection of content. So don't go buying it, get the proven Amazon course, and you have it, as along with all the other great training modules we have. Now, when we launch a new module, sometimes we'll charge money for a short period of time, for sometimes six to nine months or so, and then we'll add it in for free. But we always give our proven Amazon course students a great discount during that window of time as well if they, if they don't want to wait. So that gets us up to speed on those courses that you guys were talking about. I'd love to hear what your exact criteria is for finding a good replan and, and how you identify, you know, what are you looking for? Um, and maybe we can play around with that a little bit and just kind of give you guys some ideas to, to maybe make life a little easier or expand on your opportunity. So, so one of the two of you, talk me through that if you don't mind. What are you looking for? Okay. So in the beginning, I think we were looking for you know using Keepa and we have RevSeller for you know factoring the price and all the fees and stuff. Mm-hmm. So with Keepa, we were looking for 15 or more drops. And I don't even know how we were finding stuff in the beginning. Because before we did the advanced Keepa training... I think we would just pick a, a local store and we would pick a brand. And I think we would just kind of rabbit trail that way. Or I would just look at an item and then just go off of that. But it was 15 drops. And you know, the, we want, we're looking ideally a 40% ROI or return on investment and 20%... The buy box history being your price. Yeah, and I, would, I would look sometimes off of the buy box where I would look at the... You can see all the sellers and what they're selling at. And I would pick yeah. a price it's you know seemed like it was fast moving if it was more you know 20 25 drops i would say okay it doesn't you know and it, you can see on keepa the buy box history i love that i yes. just, just that more recently but i would just kind of kind of gauge like do we have to go with that buy box price or is you know you say that they sell you know sometimes higher than the buy box and it's very true we've seen that over and over again they and do. so it wasn't always going off of the buy, bro- buy box i would kind of play around with the price a little bit there. If and I would. see a lot of times new replin sellers get very obsessed with the buy box and sometimes they never break away from that. So it's good to hear yeah. you say that that's only one small factor in yes. how you do this. Well, anytime I hear someone say something like, I've looked at hundreds of things and I can't find anything that deliver work. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're buy box focused. You're, you're, you don't yeah. understand how this works. Yeah. And we did... It was hard to find things in the beginning and then we weren't ungated in grocery and it took five times sending in our documents, which that I posted in the group. What am I doing wrong? And we called our friend and, you know, we, then we figured out like, you have to highlight this, circle that, make sure Amazon really sees what you're sending in. And then right. we were able to pass that information on to his sister and she got ungated in grocery right away, which was oh, awesome. Because nice. <laughs> um, we didn't know the first time. And so, but once we were ungated in grocery, you know, and then really the, as we were sending things in, now, you know, things we get ungated in items really quickly, which, you know, that opens up more doors to options to, you know, be able to sell things. But oh, I, I love to hear you say um, that. So you're getting those little prompts that says, Hey, you're, mm-hmm. you're actually uneligible to sell this. Would you like to mm-hmm. apply? And you click the button and, and it boom, says, mm-hmm. it falls open, right? Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it's because of your performance history or isn't that know, a so great thing to say? Yeah. It's like, oh, Review oh, like me <laughs> feedback, which felt really great as well. So yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah. So as far as what we look for, I you know we want to be making like four or five dollars. It would be kind of what we look for if it's something that we can find 
easily and it's selling. I don't I don't know that we really go lower than three dollars. I don't think we really have one. Yeah, profit. yeah. yeah three dollars profit, right? Yeah. So we look for that five dollar range because that way it gives us wiggle room, you know. And recently though, after watching Always Simplified, hearing Leah Modlin talk about what she looks for, which we looked at seller count, but we didn't really look at it. I don't know. Just I think what we did, we were looking for was that drop of like, okay, the brand might be kicking people off of this. Yeah. So yeah, away from those, like we knew that was a, a red flag. But her saying, when you see the seller count kind of doing this, that, or like, what did she say? It's like a party's going on. <laughs> She's like, if it looks yeah. like there's a party here. And so I, I kind of have that in my mind. Like this looks like a flat, like me, this is boring. Nothing's happening here. Don't maybe not go with that one. But if there's a lot of action with the seller count, that's something that you want to take into consideration as well. So yeah. that's another thing that we look at. Because um, th- because oftentimes that tells us if it's bouncing between say 15 and 35 sellers and it's just like, mm-hmm. you know... They're selling you know, out. There's a lot of people selling out constantly of that item. It's moving. Right. Maybe even faster than the Keep a Chart itself is telling you. Yeah. So uh-huh. it looks like a party. I love that. Leah has some great line, one-liners. <laughs> And it yeah. looks like a party on the seller count. That can be a very positive indicator for uh, an ASIN that you can jump on and it, well above buy box. Mm-hmm. And at some point, because of a, a geographical advantage that your inventory has, it's going to be sitting right where someone needs it to be sitting in a zip code near them. And they're going to snag it at a great mm-hmm. net margin for you. I've had a few good ones like that this week that were $5, $10 over the buy box. And yeah. it's great. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's so fun to make that happen, isn't it? Yeah, and and that's the game. You you find these ASINs, and a lot of people think the game is finding ASINs that no other sellers have found yet. So I can go in at the historical buy box price and take advantage of that until some other sellers find it, and then I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You can certainly play the game that way, but that opens up opens you up to I would say maybe five percent of the total great replens that are out there, and that's just a real struggle if that's your only strategy is I've got to find ASINs that there's no other sellers or just a few other sellers. And I can make great money at the historical buy box price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some opportunity there, but not much. The real opportunity is kind of stuff we're talking about where you know the, the ASINs I get the most excited about now are the ones where they're really there's a lot of sellers on it. And yeah. it's really selling fast. And we can go in, pick our price in the middle of the pack and just wait. I'm not going to go in 50 or 100 units deep, but I'll go three, five units and sit there and see them pop out once every few days at a great margin. There's a lot to be said for that that approach to this business. Sounds like you guys have had a little success as well early on with, with kind of going in. So those ones that are selling for well above buy box, do you happen to know offhand how many drops per month you were seeing on Keepa for those? I would imagine they were faster movers. Well, lately, so the last month, I think we said our when we do our keep a, the, the, filters. the filters. We've been doing 50 drops or more. Yeah. Is what we're looking for instead of that 15, 20. I think that was that was a bit of a mindset shift in well, there's too many people on this. We don't want to, you know, we're gonna be competing with yeah. everybody mm-hmm. and their cousin. And we just, you know, let's find something with very few sellers that's dropping, you know, 15 or 20 drops a month is good. And we can you know, like you say, you can, you know, multiply that a couple times probably. So that's kind of we were trying to be really conservative, and then we the things that have been selling, they're you know we're on listings with 
you know, 40, 50, 60 other sellers. Right. And everybody is winning. And it's, you know, I love that. And Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, that we've had, uh, we've had a few tankers and those aren't fun. But again, the beauty of the model, we're only into it, you know, five units of a a six pack of this, this item that was, we saw it and it was a killer ASIN and buy box was great. And everything looked just perfect. And so we went out and we bought, you know, 30 of these things because, you know, sent in five, six packs. And then it hit, must have hit a list. I don't know. But we're sitting on, you know, so then everybody just started taking the price. Um, I have not sold one. It was one of the first things we sent in. So Yeah. How many drops per month was that one? It was like 60, 60 drops at least. Yeah. Which is crazy that we haven't. Sold any, but, but I well, kept lowering the price the, after a month, lowering, lowering a little, lowering. Now we just matched the the featured yeah. offer, and we're we just, just want to get out of it. We're now. trying to get out of it because we're, you know, that's money that we can spend on something that's going to make us money. Yeah, just and, get your money back, and maybe you lost a couple bucks per. Yeah, we'll lose a few dollars on each one, but yeah, that was the uh, the coaches called that they were talking about that that just this week that if you know if it's a sometimes you have to take take a loss to get something, but but you have money to spend on something that is going to make you profit. And it happens. And it's nice that your worst case scenario is, you know, you drop the price down and you break even or you lose maybe a couple dollars, but you certainly don't lose your full investment because no. people are buying this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we don't have a garage full of this stuff. So yeah, we've pretty much stuck to the rule of three to five, except for one that we were doing FBM. We've got like 20 sitting over there. But yeah. <laughs> I think it'll come back. It kind of, I think it'll come back. I don't know. They always do. So, good ASIN has become great again. They always become great again. And unless they, for some reason, get expired or, you know, shut off the product, um, you know, gets turned off at Amazon for some reason. But good ASINs become good ASINs again. Because a lot of times what'll happen, the, we talk about price tanking. And I, I'm not a fan of that phrase. I think it paints a, an inaccurately negative image of seller behavior. But if you get a bunch of uninformed sellers kind of all chasing a product down into the basement, they're not going to stay there. They're going to burn through their inventory, learn their painful lesson, come back wiser a couple months later. They're certainly not going to go buy a thousand more units and lose money on them. So unless they have a unique advantage where they can source for less money, that group of people are going to, they're going to wise up. And that ASIN will be attractive again. Customers... I would almost argue that these price tanking scenarios are good for those of us who recognize the opportunity in it. Because what's happening is the price drops, customers flock to Amazon, that ASIN gets even more popular, but now it's no longer available at that same low price that it was when all these people on the buy list all chased each other down to you know losing money. They've all moved on. Mm-hmm. But here's this ASIN still sitting here as a reasonable opportunity for people who know how to actually make a profit. So price tankers, put them on your calendar, check back with them 60 days later. Quite often, they're big winners, again, that you can go after. Nice and slow, you know. But the lesson you learn painfully is you don't want to go too deep on any of these. Right. Right. So you've got about a month's worth at the most. And when you're testing, you don't have a month's worth. When you're testing, you just have a couple units and see how it goes. And if for some reason it doesn't work, you drop your price, get your money back, Go find some other ones. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.
Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.